The following is a series of candid conversations. The content is intended for informational purposes only and is not a substitute for seeking help from a mental health care professional. To learn more info regarding additional disclaimers, privacy policies, and terms and conditions, please visit HelloDrTammy.com. Bonjour, hello, this is Dr. Tammy, your host of Psychologists Say, a podcast where we create conversations about everyday life from a clinical psychologist's perspective. I'm joined by my producer, Rob Jolly. We're going to have part two of our discussion about bedtime procrastination. And this time we'll be discussing a type of procrastination that doesn't necessarily have to deal with revenge. Let's dive right in. Because we looked at it from an angle of like a choice, you know, that you're choosing. And so it's kind of like this is where person with ADHD is like they're not necessarily choosing this is almost this is part of the the disorder that they may not understand is um it's part of the symptoms instead of they're not choosing they're they they're finding some way to control uh this noise like you said the noise in their head and this is part of part of them looking at like could could that be a part of an ADHD uh, where my my mind is just running and it could be nonsense. It could be uh, stuff about like years ago. It could be stuff about the future. It could be one more, you know, these things that, that need to be done that, that aren't done. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be worry where that's more of an anxiety trait, keeping you up at night, worrying about your checklist. It's more p- specific to just general noise in your in your mind constantly like these racetrack these cars just several of them just going constantly just constant like ideas memories beautiful Mm -hmm. and so that alone can feel exhausting so it's like a person who has adhd uh they they can they're feeling exhausted they're fatigued they're tired from their day and yet, it's almost as if they're unable to just fall asleep. So I, I, that in itself can be really uh, difficult for someone to cope with, where they're physically drained, they're mentally drained, but yet they can't fall asleep because their mind won't shut off. And so the sleep procrastination may look a bit different for somebody who has you know, something like an ADHD that, that could be not really uh, a choice for them, where it's it's just that I'm really struggling with turning off my mind. And right. it has nothing to do with um, I'm upset with my, my organization or I want to, I don't want to function well with my boss or whatever's going on that we feel could be, like I said, accountability or um, passive aggressiveness. So this is more about Dang, this is a real thing that I could be dealing with because I know if I could sleep, I would. I'm not doing it right. to prove a point. I'm, I'm, uh, I, I would love to be able to lay down and, and just fall asleep, like I see some people do. Uh, these are these are some of the things that people may not be aware could be a sign of um, of, of an ADHD, and this is something that is I probably not talked about a lot. And uh, for me, it's like one of the big symptoms that I do look at it, you know, with kids and adults, it's a, it's this inability to shut off the mind and rest. So we also call that like sleep initiation problems. 
that 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 uh, I they're having problems just initiating and falling asleep. And so if they're they could be sitting there for an hour or two, everything you know the way it should be to get sleep in their room, the you know lighting, everything that they need, and their mind they lay there and their mind is even though their body's still, they may feel like they're resting. Their mind is active, and so that's that's a that's a big thing where um where we that's something to look at much closer than somebody who's choosing. You know that that's like if if I put down my phone, I would I'd be able to fall asleep within about five, ten, fifteen minutes. I know that, but I just don't want to. You know, I want to create some space and time to watch this movie. That's different, right? So, uh, somebody with like an ADHD would think this is where uh, they have so much they need to get done and they have energy. And like you said, it could be ideas, you know, just these random ideas that, that are almost energizing to them. And so their, their mind almost has trouble categorizing and placing them into like appropriate files of, that's a great idea. Yet it's midnight. You cannot. But so the ADHD brain doesn't go, oh, let's put that over in the to do later file when I want to pull out all these amazing ideas right. uh, and start to say, oh, my gosh, like somebody, especially like somebody with like a high functioning ADHD, their their brain is like sometimes at night solving all sorts of problems. You know, just creative, and um, part of that maybe maybe they're they're in a state of where they're trying to rest, and their brain's even more active. And that's the last thing because I think many of these people know the next morning. That's another sign is that people who may struggle with this or uh, with AD that they're the type that may set like a thousand alarms to go off every ten minutes. And still sleep through our press snooze on every alarm. And it's like, how did that happen? How did I oversleep? I, you know, I had, um, I set an alarm every five minutes. <laughs> and yet in my sleep, I hit snooze or stop for two hours. Or there. The luxury. <laughs> the luxury. Versus an, a person who sets the alarm, it goes off, boom, they may hit snooze one. They may not hit it at all. They get up. They get on with their day. These are different. Our brains are different. Yes, the brains are different for these individuals. And I think that's part of starting to understand where something like this, like this uh, procrastination of sleep, sometimes it's a procrastination and sometimes it's maybe a, a coping mechanism for a very real inability to shut off the mind. So it's how did I, I develop this thing to try to focus on so that I'm not focusing on this all these array of thoughts. Yeah, that makes I would like say like if you're finding yourself in this situation, you're probably gonna want to like document it or like have like a what is this where like a sleep journal would be kind of implemented to find out if it's not just external uh, distractions or instances or is it gonna be like internal and then you're going to want to start like blogging these of course i would say though most most listeners 
would have no, would already, what are already probably thinking, did I just start to do this? Did this happen? Or yes, since childhood, I have not been, you know, since I was young, little, I, I, I remember having a great difficulty, like falling asleep. And, um, you know, just that's where I would say when, when, with, with listeners who are like, really, this sounds like me, they would, it's more looking for an overall pattern. This, this is something that just doesn't turn on birth, like something where there's a stressor in life or a big change, or you're preparing for something where all of a sudden you're having sleep disturbance. So I think that's a good thing to kind of, um, do a timeline and look for when did, when did I notice I, I couldn't shut my brain off? And is it, and I still like that today. Right. And if you're seeing a long pattern of that and, um, that, that, that's an, that could be an indication of, yes, that's just that. And especially if the next morning you have a fatigue, your brain, you have a bit of brain fog. Uh, maybe you're somebody who just can't get going in the mornings. You may take hours to kind of be ready to work or do what you need to do. It's almost like kind of ongoing procrastination before your brain can then sit down and say, okay, now I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Uh, versus the other, you know, that's a good, like kind of a comparison is looking at other people who just get up, get ready. They are up procrastinating. They're not doing this and that. They're not, they're out the door and they're either writing school and they're taking notes or they're starting, they're starting to type in their computer. It's really then if you're looking, there's a, there, that's a pretty big difference. I watch those people in awe. I okay, was like, so <laughs> I'm just like, like they look have at a you superpower go. That's just like, what? Just yeah, being what a regular person. Function? Yeah. Why do you get to function? <laughs> this society was made for you. Not for the, you know, it really was. This is a linear time. Everything, the more planned, prepared, uh, structured you can be, the better you're going to function and succeed. Yet, on the, on the flip side, you have these creative, high-functioning individuals that are non-linear, totally oblivious to time, and not on purpose. They actually think, you know, if they have 10 minutes, that, in their mind, feels like it could be an hour. And that's why they're always late because it's, it's not, it, it, they, they have, the concept of time is very difficult to grasp. And so it's like when you start to understand, and like I said, this would be a pattern, you know, a pattern of this type of behavior that you may have tried to change or that you even feel that likely you feel inadequate about, uh, that you've been called out on. Uh, and part of it, you're feeling like, gosh, I keep, I keep kind of failing at being structured, being responsible, being, um, being on time, uh, not, you know, functioning and not procrastinating. Yet, uh, that's part of where you start to say there, there's two different types of functioning in the world. And it does have a lot to do with, uh, you know, the way our brain is, is created to work. Right, and like so how, of, yeah. I was just gonna say, it's just like how a creative person operates, you know. They might have eight hours to work, but they might take three of those hours not doing anything. But that's just how their 
they're ramped up, and by that fourth hour, they're like, "I'm ready to go. Let's go. Let's do it. So uh, let's throw this. Let's throw the paint on the paint on the wall and see what happens." You're like, "Now you want to work? It's been three hours. What are you doing?" Well, and and that's that's where I think you start like when you ask, you know, a sleep journal. I think overall, it's like this. It wouldn't just be sleep. Like this could be one symptom where uh, they're 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 not getting sleep. They're procrastinating. They're they're doing more. Their brain's excited, even though their body's fatigued. Uh, it's almost like sometimes sleep may even feel boring to them. I just, you know, to have this block of time where I can't be doing this or you know engaging in this or. And it's like, well, then I just want to just do as little of that as possible. And I want, like, so it's almost this thing of my brain's excitable and it, it's, it's constantly wanting some stimulation. And so it's understanding that that's part of like, okay, if I've always been like this, I've been likely very sleep deprived and you can, you can't catch up on sleep your body, you know, so that's, that's some of the bigger thing of how do I, how do I start to learn my, the, how long my patterns have been with this and these other things of, especially like when you're thinking of high functioning, um, people who their brains are constantly going, they're seeing the bigger picture. They can, um, they can, they're like your innovators. They're your idea makers. They're your project starters. Uh, they may not be the finisher, but these are the, in our society, a lot of these people are what's making, um, creating, doing, doing the, the visionary work. Yet the, that detail, that structure in the middle is where, you know, people like this aren't strong. They, uh, so they can feel overwhelmed. They can get easily distracted if they have to do the details tasks of this, this bigger, exciting project. And so that's where sometimes, uh, they can, they can just get this fatigue of not being able to do the work that's not stimulating, even though the bigger outcome is, is, is what they're going for. Right. Wow. So yeah. yes, there you go. And so imagine having that and then trying to, you know, function and relax and go to sleep when most of the stuff I think is these detail things of how to live life structure that that's really blocking people uh, from just knowing how to shut that out, file that for later, um, organize those thoughts, uh, see reality from what's, um, you know, what's in the moment. All of these skills that, that could really, if they, if they learned and um, it could, could hone in and start to actually, how do I, how do I change this up? How do I become more of a functioning, uh, creative? How do I become more of a functioning person who kind of live, like naturally does well with chaos? And so those are things where this is, this is where they start to explore some of that without giving up everything that makes them uniquely them. P.S. Sleep procrastination. It's not always about revenge. <laughs>